everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, where each week we find out just what makes our Oklahoma songwriters tick. If you've ever been interested in the process of how songs get written, or if you're a songwriter looking for tips and inspiration, then you are in the right place. I do one-on-one interviews with your favorite Oklahoma artists and dig into why and how they write their music. I'm your host, Jared Voluch, and I'm very, very happy you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast. As always, I'm Jared Veluch, and today I am joined by Tulsa boy Blake Allen Lillard. How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Heck yeah. This time, you guys will be happy to know that I actually did travel. I didn't make him come <laughs> to my house. Uh, so I'm up here in Tulsa, and uh, it's over the Thanksgiving period. We're chilling here and. This maniac managed to get out to uh, a shoe store on Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like a lunatic. <laughs> Got those new balances, man. You got to do it. <laughs> my arch support's on point. Yeah. I actually got home and my left shoe, the uh, the little padding in the bottom of it was like falling out. And I uh, had to sit there and tweak with it. I put it on and it felt weird on my, my like on the arch part enough, but <laughs> I had to like shove it down in there. I still think it's like kind of broke. I don't know. I may take it back and get a new pair, but anyway. do that, do that tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not going back today. <laughs> It'd be a nightmare. God, I don't know how people do it. Mm-mm. I can't stand in line. I can't fight pregnant women. <laughs> the housewives. Know. Yeah. Like housewives I, of Oklahoma. Yeah. They're insane, man. I feel like there's just a pent up ferocity. Yeah. Well, they don't ever get out of the house, yeah. you know, and then the one time a year they do, they're ready to throw elbows and stuff or, yeah. you know, trampolines and Barbie dolls and whatnot. Yeah. I don't want to, I feel like every time they see a guy out there, they're fighting. <laughs> you didn't make the bed this morning. You didn't take the trash out. <laughs> Son of a... I'm not your husband, lady. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, sexist remarks aside. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get into this a little bit, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I, um, I went to high school in Claremore. Um, I started singing and such back then about sophomore year um it could have been a little earlier um we would sit around in the ag building out there and uh make fun of all the popular songs <laughs> and uh songs we wish we had wrote and i uh i can't really say it on like radio because i don't ever want to like put that out there on those <laughs> platforms but um like in color you know like you should have seen it in color that jamie johnson song oh yeah uh one of my buddies changed it to uh, "You Should Have Wore Rubber," and he like you know talked about some kids in ag that <laughs> I don't know if he had a problem <laughs> with them or whatnot, but uh, you know we'd sit around and just make fun of songs basically, and it was nothing against like Jamie Johnson or anything like that or any of these guys, but um, it was just fun to do like just make those weird owl you know type uh, songs and stuff, but. Uh, and that's that's got nothing to do with about me necessarily. <laughs> I'm over here going off on a weird tangent. Um, but yeah, I went to high school out there in Claremore, and then uh, I went to college in uh, in Bartlesville at uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan. 
I was in the music program and um, sang choir and stuff. Uh, I actually didn't like, I didn't like that stuff necessarily. I remember when I first started there, I had a scholarship and um, they, um, the music teacher, Dr. Stewart, he wanted me to sing in choir because he knew that I was a singer, but I wasn't very interested. And I was actually on the baseball team at the time. And um, I chose to do bells instead, like those Christmas <laughs> bells, because it, it, yeah. it was less work. And uh, I still got the same scholarship. And I could tell he was he was disappointed. Um, but I ended up, I quit the team, the baseball team, because uh, I was driving an hour from Claremore to Bartlesville every day. And uh, I only made it like two weeks of that baseball team. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Like six o'clock workouts and stuff. Like you talk about getting up in the morning by yourself and driving that far. And oh, it was a pain in the butt. So, you feel like you're up before the whole world. Oh, it was it was terrible. I was beating my dad out of bed, out of the house, you know. And like my dad, I mean, he always got up before me. And um, yeah, I was beating him out of the house and... Like it was still dark all the time, and yeah. So anyway, but I I went to school out there and graduated in uh, May of this year, and now I'm you know here living in Tulsa. Got a job at the bank, and I actually just left the bank though Monday. Monday was my last day. Ooh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, I'm doing music full time, teaching guitar uh, out in Owasso, and uh, yeah. So that's that's me. Oh yeah, here. man. How's the uh teaching game going? I've used to do that <laughs> myself a little bit. It's it's fun. I've I've done it since mm, I started when I was like 19, I think. Uh just teaching one-on-one mm-hmm. kind of by myself, um gathering students that way and when I was in college, I got a a gig doing that with one of the music schools there in Bartlesville. And um it was always pretty cool. Um, and now I've got like 20 something students and probably going to have more after Christmas when everybody, you know, gets Mm, a guitar and stuff. Um, and yeah, I love it though. I mean, it's music's really like, it's a good outlet for many people. And if you can't do it, you also enjoy it, you know, like people who can't play music or whatever, seeing like I've never met anybody who's like, eh, I don't like music, you know? And <laughs> <Right>. so <laughs> it's cool to like be able to show somebody how to do it, you know, how to play. Um, even if you're teaching them smoke on the water and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> like there's, yeah, it gets old. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's really, it's cool. I like it a lot. So that's awesome. Glad to be doing it. Well, I would assume so. Yeah. I remember, uh, I taught a handful of kids and I started getting more and more students. And then that's when it hit me. I was like, I'm doing, cause I think at the time when I was teaching, I was doing, I was working full time. I was mm-hmm. teaching students. I was doing music at the same time as well. And it just got to be like, and I was doing weddings. I have a wedding music company as well. Okay. And so it was just like too many irons in the fire. And I started <laughs> yeah. to be like, ah, sorry, man. Yeah. I have to let it go. But I felt so bad because some of these kids are like, it's not every student and you can attest for it. You can, yeah, you know this. You know, most kids aren't super into it. Right. But one out of every, you know, 10 or so students is yeah. like, 
this is, you know, it's set, you can see it in their eyes. It sets their soul on fire to be able to play. Definitely. You know, uh, just holding the, the thing and hitting the strings makes them happy. Yeah. Um, and I had a, <clears throat> I had a student like that and I had to let him go and just be like, man, just please keep playing. Please <laughs> keep playing, you know, get, get over to this guy and he'll start playing with you and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, cause there's just some people I'm like, man, you're, you need this in your life. Like you have such a joy when you have, when you're playing, I hope you don't give it up. Yeah. But, uh, it's always fun to find that student. Um, cause yeah, you can tell cause they'll practice. Like oh, that, yeah. that's basically how you find out who's serious about it and who's not is if you show up the next week and, uh, they know what they're doing and they're ready to go on to something else. You know, mm -hmm. they, they play it for you and you're like, well, there's not much to work on here. Let's, you know, yeah, let's, let's go to the next forward. one. It's the ones that, uh, that come back and you're teaching them the same thing you taught last week. It's like, ah, oh, do you really want to do this? But you know, their parents yeah. want them to, I think. Yeah. You know, and it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a little bit of both. Cause I think if, if a kid doesn't have guidance in when he comes home or when she comes home, and the, the parents don't make them go to their room or whatever for 30 minutes and practice, um, they're not going to do it. I mean, there's always a million other things you can find to replace that time. I even, I did that in college when I was supposed to be practicing and stuff. I mean, there's always something else, but you got to make time for it. And the ones that really want to do it will make time for it, you know. Yeah, but, I, I wish I practiced now the way I did when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that 10,000 hour uh that rule, you know, about becoming really good at something, that's very true because it, it takes a lot of time. And the more time you waste, you know. Doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get any better, that's for sure. Well, it has to be consistent because you're coming, like, I'll forget. If I start a new piece that I'm going to learn and I don't touch it for a week and then come back, I'm like, crap. Because <laughs> I have to re-go back over and then start to move forward. And that takes anywhere from you know, 15 to 20 minutes, depending on the difficulty of what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. It's, Sucks. it's hard. It's hard learning stuff, uh, in one night or giving it up and then trying to come back. You got to stay on it every day and it, it makes it that much easier. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, you know, um, do you know the John Mayer song, stop this train? Yes. He does a pull slap finger picking yeah. on that. And I chose that piece to teach myself how to pull slap. Okay. Because I'd been finger picking for a while. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to try and like, I love this song. Yeah. I'm going to try and learn how to do that. And so like I picked it apart and it took me a while. And then I finally figured out like how to play it, but I didn't have it in my hand yet. if that makes sense, like to do the pull with the right hand, yeah. slap stop with your thumb coming back down. Um, and then doing the, like, cause you're also picking as you come down and then you're pulling again yeah and it's all this just one fluid motion i think i sat there and i i, I counted it up i put in 20 straight hours <laughs> just to learn that part before i even finished like just to get the hand to do it my right hand yeah. that was without knowing the chords really yet Dang. like i had the rough sketch of the chords but he's he's a weirdo he, he, he's man. a really talented guy and he does whatever he wants to and so he's got these super extended weird chords that he's mm -hmm. kind of messing with and he has bigger hands than i do but uh, yeah, like twenty straight hours just to learn that one little technique, which I've I've used on one song that I, <laughs> that I've written. But I was like, hey, at least I got it. Yeah, whatever. 
his that that song in particular is very hard. I actually I took guitar lessons in uh, college, and that was one of the songs that I chose to do for a recital thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't learn that. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't even take the time to learn it. I was like, nope. Um, I just picked it, and um, it's yeah, it's not the same. My version was not the same as his, but um, man, John Mayer, like I, I have dove into almost every single one of his albums and like back from like rooms for squares, you know, that mm-hmm. one of the very first ones he did. And, um, that has to be like one of my favorite musicians. Like I love John Mayer and I don't do his style of music at all, but like yeah. I can sit there and listen to him all day because he's so talented and intricate and yeah, he's so smart with everything <clears throat> he chooses to everything. every note he plays. He yeah. chooses. And like, there's not, Maybe there's some guys out there, but like, I just, I've never heard anybody put the emotion into like his guitar playing, his singing, everything. Like, and the jazz chords that he does, like, mm-hmm. just he's, he can, I don't know, he just, he throws so many things into the mix and it just comes out like beautiful every single time. Um, I'm kind of, kind of a John Mayer, like, you know. Weirdo. <laughs> but, hey, that's okay. But I'm, he's he's yeah. good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize that in him. I, I actually got frustrated. I was at the uh the first Crossroads Guitar Festival that yeah. Eric Clapton put on down in where was that in Texas? Probably in Dallas, I think. Um and I heard John Mayer was supposed to be a part of it and I was this was back in your body is a wonderland days. Okay. So I was just like, who the fuck does this guy think he is going to play with Eric Clapton? What is he going to do? Yeah. You know? And, uh, he came out on stage with his just a normal looking strat and like started playing. And I was just, I got so mad <laughs> at how good he was. Yeah. Because I was like, why aren't you doing that? <laughs> Instead of this, your body is a wonderland shit. And, yeah. Uh, but after that day, I finally, like, I, and he, like the very next album he released, I don't know what it was, but like he had, he started to have like, you know, uh, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room and all these yeah. other songs with real, like you could tell the emotional playing of his guitar and actually throwing in the blues inspired licks and things like that. I, that's when I was like, <sighs> Here we are. Yeah. You know, this guy, I and I fell in love with his sound ever since. Yeah. That's that. I think that was the Continuum album. Yeah. Yeah, that it was. gray one. Yeah. That's that's one of his best ones, I think. But yeah. For sure, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's a monster. He definitely is. That's crazy. So wait, when did you start playing guitar yourself then? Um, when I was about 10, I started playing guitar. Um. It was fifth grade. Um, I think a little bit before that, like, because my grandpa, he was a, like, he played back in the day um, from what I've heard, what he's told me. Like, he's, uh, they grew up down in Keys, like the Tahlequah area. And um, he would play harmonica and stuff at uh, bars and such. And, um, my grandpa, I mean, he's 84 years old, but, um, so that was a while back, way before I was ever around, but, um, he was always like learning the dobro when I was 
Right? Oh, cool. From the time I can remember a thought, you know, yeah. or a memory, um, I remember him playing the dobro, but he always played harmonica. And um, I would toy with his stuff, you know, <laughs> and I wasn't any good, but I was always playing with something when I was younger. But about fifth grade, it was, uh, it was after a fight. I, <laughs> I got in a fight fifth grade. <laughs> And it just happened to be the same day they were going to take me to Kmart, of all places. I don't even know that Kmart exists anymore. But um, they were going to take me there and get me like a one of those Strat-looking electric guitars that were in the box. You know, it was like all black, had like a white pick guard on it or something. But it was just a little cheap guitar. But um, yeah, I, I got in a fight out in front of the, the elementary school and... Uh, <laughs> he still laughs about that my grandpa does because they were out there ready to pick me up him and my grandma and uh he looked in the like the rear view mirror or whatever and saw me <laughs> like, <laughs> over there tussling with some kid but um anyway yeah they took me and got me my guitar and then i started taking lessons at uh fiery brothers here in tulsa and nice. um with a guy named hank and um yeah he taught me i think i was I did that through like seventh grade probably. And then uh, I moved out to Claremore with my dad, eighth grade. And um, that's kind of, I quit. I didn't quit playing, but I quit taking lessons, you know, and um, I could kind of do things on my own from there. And then uh, I started taking lessons with a guy named Danny McBride. Um, He taught at Roy Clark School of Music in uh, Claremore at the Northeast Technology Center. Oh, okay. And um, I would take lessons with him. It was like a classroom setting, though, so it wasn't mm-hmm. one-on-one. But um, he taught me a lot of things, too. He taught me, like, the Nashville number system and all that. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was good stuff to learn, for sure. And uh, learning it that young, I was, like, 16, like, it's been so beneficial because, like, I've now known it for seven years, and so... Anytime I'm playing with anybody, I mean, it's like you don't really have to be the most talented guy. If someone can yell out, you know, a number to you and you know where to go, like you're okay. And really, it helps me because, like, I'm normally the one yelling out the chords to somebody, you know, because I'm singing and such. And uh, yeah, but I started playing when I was about 10 or 11 and just kind of carried through on into college and. I was in the jazz band in college, and that was probably one of the hardest things I ever tried to do. But it was it was fun, and it, oh, I'm sure it was good for you though. It, like it taught me a lot, and reading music—that's what sucked. It was terrible. Oh yeah. Um, my um, my teacher, my music teacher, Doctor Stewart, he always wanted us to like read the music, and we always wanted to like improvise everything, you know, right. and. There was a few songs that I had to read the music because he like bought the sheet music for us and everything. And like he was like, You guys are gonna do these songs. And man, I hated it in the time or at the time, but like now looking back, like it taught me so much, you know. And it wasn't tablature, like it was like right. hardcore. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it it helped out a lot. So I've yeah. It that's that's the guitar playing. Yeah. I had a teacher who told me that same kind of story. He went into college and he had to like actually, cause he got his whatever degree 
mm-hmm. in guitar, and mm-hmm. he had to get when he started actually having to read music. He said that was a whole wake up because forever, most mu- even most classical music, they'll give you the tablature with it now. Yeah. Um, or at least it'll give you reference points and stuff like that. But because I I've sat down and tried to force myself to read some classical pieces on guitar, and it was yeah, I can do it, but it's. It's, it's a huge pain in the ass. It takes it you takes have to actually, a long time. Yeah, like you have to study the music, figure out what chord. Like, oh, yeah. they're making this chord shape with all these. Blah, right. Blah, blah. Yeah. The cool thing about our music was that we at least had the chords above the yeah. notes. So, like, I knew that, like, okay, they're playing a C here or A minor mm-hmm. seven or something like that. But like, you still had to learn your part in the music, and that was never easy you, the best no. thing you could do was like for me um was listen to the music because we at least could like go online and hear the song or something like that. oh yeah you can hear the area there in yeah. and all that stuff and so you could figure it out um but yeah just playing music like just straight looking at the sheet like oh that's that's the worst those guys that can do that like lots of talent there lots of education i guess you know yeah and that and a lot of just doing it over and over again i see some i see guitar players doing the like reading jazz charts in public playing with groups and all this stuff and it's like dude, yeah it's a lot of work <laughs> makes you wonder how many notes they're actually playing off that sheet though you know oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe they're just in the in the same vicinity as it <clears throat> yeah we just gotta be close that's what, and that's the cool thing about music. At least you can kind of cheat it a little bit, and just if it sounds good, nobody cares. That's that's the truth. It's all good. So when did you start? Uh, so you started performing kind of with school stuff. Did yeah. You, when did of. you When did you go out and start playing? Like, well, actually, let's talk about this. When did you write your first like song yourself? First song. That was like, I had my my Mustang. I had. I had a 98 Mustang. It was it was a a POS to say the least. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. wasn't glorious. Uh it was a V6, but um I had that in high school. So I I was a sophomore, I would say, cuz I I remember putting that in the lyrics for some reason. Um but I wrote like three songs and um they were they were like G C D or you know CFG. It was just a simple, like easy one, four, five song. I wrote three different songs though. I didn't know it at the time because I was so like musically just inadequate. I just wasn't there yet. But I wrote these three songs, literally had the same melody. The <laughs> only thing I did was like capo. So like one was an open, you know, the next one was like capo two, the next one was capo four. <laughs> and I remember this girl, she was like, um, I love your songs, but they all sound so similar. And I was like, I don't know why you think that. And, like, <laughs> and then listening back to it, I'm like, man, I was an idiot. Like they were the same songs. I just changed the lyrics and raised the key. Uh, but that was it just gets a little more intense every <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so funny. Like looking back on some of the things you do. But um, yeah, it was probably like I had to have been 16 when I first started writing and. Um, then it was like, I think I was 17, maybe 18. I might've been 18 at the time. One of my buddies lost his grandpa. Um, 
and they were they were burying him and stuff and um I remember my friend reaching out to me and he was telling me that he wanted a song to like remember his grandpa by and um I just I was on my way to work one day I was still in high school but I I had worked at a bank I was a teller there and um I was driving on my way to work from school and um I just wrote the song in my truck like on the way back I had gotten a truck by this time or I think I had a truck by that time I'm trying to think <laughs> I had a Ford at some time but um I I was in my vehicle to say the least and uh I wrote it like from the way from Claremore to Pryor which is a 20 minute drive and um that was like that's the first song that I ever wrote that had a response mm-hmm. to it you know like I mean I had others in between the three that were the same with the raised <laughs> keys um, and then this other song. Um, but that was like the very first one that people actually responded to that I noticed, you know, and people were like, that's a really good song. And like, I guess it meant so much because like that was my buddy and like everyone yeah. kind of knew the situation. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the first time I ever wrote something that was like meaningful. And you uh, went into a different gear yeah. when you wrote that. For sure. Um, it wasn't just bull crap, you know? Like, yeah. Because back then, I was listening to Wiz Khalifa, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, I didn't know how to write a song. I was I was just, you know, partying up and stuff. And then I finally wrote something that, like, had some heart to it. And um, I got to play that song at the FFA convention in Oklahoma City, mm. uh, 2014. And um, that was my senior year of high school. And it wasn't... That wasn't much longer after his grandpa had passed away. I mean, it was that was in like April or May of our senior year, and I think his granddad passed away like maybe back in it was like January, maybe February. Dang. But um, I played that on like one of the last evenings there, and there was like if you've ever been to the convention center there, the FFA convention, like, I mean, every single chapter of the FFA in Oklahoma goes there. So like, there was like literally like over 10,000 people filling that, that convention center is at the Cox convention center. And, um, I played it for all those people. And like, I got a standing ovation from over like 10,000 people. And it was, it, it was just insane because like, I've never felt like I was anything extraordinary and I still don't, but like to have that kind of moment. Yeah. Where people like appreciate what you were doing and what you wrote. Um, and it meant a lot to me because of the situation and stuff. And I mean, um, that song, I still play that song when I'm out and stuff. And, um, actually, uh, a person on Instagram, I'm not sure who they are. Um, they put those lyrics um, on a post of like a picture with, it was like this woman and this man. And I assumed that he had passed away or whatnot. And they put those lyrics on there. And like, they said that this song's really getting me through this, you know? And wow. like it, you know, that, that was really cool to me because like, I mean, it, it means a lot when you can write something that people aren't just like, woo, let's, you know, <laughs> smash a 30 pack. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, like they're like actually 
benefiting from something. And so, yeah. Yeah. When you can write something real like that, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I had a similar situation. And I think moments, that's all it really takes. Not every musician gets it early on. Um, but like, if you can have a moment, like what you said, uh, singing that song in front of all those people and then getting a standing ovation from it, it's like, people don't, like the normal person doesn't understand the effect that that has on an individual. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of eyes. That's a lot of people, you know, <clears throat> deciding together that we all think that this is a, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, um, cause I had that same sort of situation uh, back in high school, because I'd, I'd been writing music for a long time. I had a pretty uh, turmoil-filled home life. And so I wrote a lot of songs about that. And I, But I chose a love song that I'd written early on in high school to sing. It was like my senior year. And uh, I decided to try out for like for my choir's like senior concert thing. They were like, if you want to do a solo piece, you have to try out in front of the class and, then if, and we'll judge you and see if you can sing in front of, you know, the last school thing. Yeah. And so I did that and like everybody in the choir like clapped and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> and then like my teacher was like, she was like cried. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> and then, uh, and she was like, of course, yeah, well, yeah, you get to sing and play at the, the recital. And like I, the same thing occurred. It was not 10,000 people, it, you know, it was probably, 500 to a thousand. It's hard to judge that amount. Just yeah. it, but it was in the, our concert hall there right. and it was full of parents and stuff. And like, and what really caught me off guard, like I, I sang my song and it was, it was like the first big test as a musician. It's like, okay, if I fuck it up here, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause the pressure's on yeah. in front of that many people and you feel that. Um, and like, uh, so I, I like stumbled at the beginning of the song and then like, I just had that gut check moment where I was like, it's now or never, man. Yeah. You either are going to do this or you're not. You're either going to show people your art. And if you're going to show people your art, you're going to show it the best you can. Yeah. So you need to push through this. And so I like hunkered down and got my finger picking <laughs> straight and like sang and like sang full voiced and without reservation. Yeah. And uh, like I finished the song and everybody like it's on their feet, just like, <laughs> you know, hollering and clapping their hands. Yeah. And uh, like I walked off stage and like I realized looking back, I was like, nobody else got a standing ovation after that. <laughs> you know, a lot of people got out and sang their songs and everybody just, yeah, good job. Yeah. Melissa, go sit down now. Because you know, it's, and that's what it feels like. It's, you know, that's what parents usually feel like. But so I, I felt like it was sincere, it was such a dramatic difference. And, uh, yeah. but in that moment of having those people do that, it was like, so I am better than just okay at this. Yeah. You know, there's something more to what I'm doing than just a passing hobby. Yeah. And it's it's those moments that show an artist that like maybe I am meant to do this. Maybe yeah. there's maybe this is the calling that's that I'm supposed to do this. Right. You know, cuz it's you know, if you, if it was just a hobby or whatever, it would wouldn't you wouldn't get that yeah. response if it didn't mean as much to you as it meant to you to sing that particular song, to write that particular song, it wouldn't mean, you know, I don't know. It just wouldn't be the same. Like you wouldn't feel it the way you felt it. Yeah. And it was certainly that way for me. Like 
I felt every word I've ever written. Yeah. And when I sing it, it's like reliving it. Mm -hmm. And every time I sing to people, I'm trying to give them as much emotion and much real, authentic, you know, message as possible. Yeah. Uh, and so I kind of get that. And that one, I, yeah, I can't even imagine. Like a moment like that would set your soul on fire. Yeah. It definitely did. It was, uh, I, I still think about it, you know, like you'd have to memories yeah. kind of come and go and fade and stuff. Um, but I can still remember the, the thing I really remember most was like how terrified I was <laughs> because I had never performed for more than maybe a hundred people, right? you know, and, um, to go in front of that many people, like it was intimidating to say the least. And I wasn't, it wasn't even like full band. Like you can't even hide behind people. Like it was just acoustic. Yeah. This is like, you. Yeah. <laughs> like if I screw up, it's on me. Let me start over guys. <laughs> yeah. No starting over. And, but yeah, that was a, that was a cool moment, but. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And that's, yeah. That's the first time so far in uh, these interviews that I've had somebody have a story that was kind of like that. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like everybody has moments, but like uh, to have it in high school, kind of the same time frame I did. Yeah. Uh, it's really nice. Um, so, I mean, what, so what has songwriting kind of been for you? I mean, I know that you, <clears throat> you wrote that song for your friend, but like, mm -hmm. and prior to that you were writing songs and just trying to kind of figure it out. But yeah what has it kind of become now? Like, what are you, what is songwriting to you? Is it just a stress reliever? Is it some way to, I mean, I'm sure it's more than just that. Yeah. Obviously, but. Um, you know, a lot of people, they, they say that it like, it helps them, you know, uh, emotionally and whatnot. Um, I guess it, it sometimes helps me that way, but songwriting for me, it's just more fun than anything. Like, I mean, it's like, I can't really call it a hobby because it's like, it's more than that. But like, I enjoy doing it. Like it's, it's not necessarily like it helps me get through these moments in life and whatnot. Um, Cause I think there's more to do than just write words and stuff. Um, but it, it's really just fun. Like I love, I love getting together with other people and writing songs. It, to me, it's kind of like, it's like making art. Like it's like, uh, it's like how I should have thought of his name before I started talking about this, but the guy that wrote like it and all that and birds and you know uh -huh. who I'm talking about wrote all those weird movies like, uh, Stephen, it's not Stephen Hawking's because that's the <laughs> smart one. Uh, man, like wrote the what? He he wrote all those movies. It, he wrote books like those. Horror oh, Stephen King. Stephen King. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's like him. Like yeah. he like I'm sure. I mean I know. I mean I guess I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm assuming without a doubt that like he didn't actually see a clown, you know, this it thing. He didn't like actually see a village of people that were terrified or terrorized mm -hmm. by birds. But like songwriting is like, it's my way of like 
doing that, like making art, like uh, writing a book almost. Like I enjoy, I just enjoy the process of it, like of creating a story. And 90% of the time, it's something that's happened to me. So I guess in a way, it's kind of like therapy. But in another sense, I enjoy making stories out of thin air. You know, like I enjoy just you know, coming up with these weird, obscure type events that probably no one's ever been through. Like I've got a song about killing somebody and moving to Mexico. And like, I mean, yeah, that's happened, but like not to me, you know, but it's like, I just enjoy telling a story. And so songwriting for me is kind of like a a group process. Like I, I like getting these guys that I run into to kind of sit down and write songs. And there's been a lot of people that I haven't been able to do that with, but like I've got a a buddy, Alex Clark, and he plays lead guitar for me. And we come over here on this same couch that we're sitting on and we'll spend, you know, four hours and a night every week just sitting here writing stuff. I mean, but I enjoy that process. I just enjoy getting with other people and like seeing what we can come up with, you know, Um, just to, make art, tell a story, you know? I mean, it's just, it's fun for me above all. Oh yeah. And when you write with other people, something that occurs to me because I, uh, I've done it both sides. I used to have a, uh, a lead guitar player that I, we would sit down and I would come to him with a, almost a fully formed idea or something. And then he would work out like some singing, some harmonies on it. And he would add these, he's like, well, let me do this guitar part here. Yeah. And it would like, it would just, we would meld together because of that. And so the parts would come off compl- like so like just tight and interwoven. Yeah. That when you play it, when we would play together live, it just, people were so blown away by people that were that in sync with each other. Yeah. As they played. Um, Cause I don't, unfortunately, he got into drugs and uh, in a pretty bad way and I wound up having to let him go. And uh, so, and, stuff like that happens in music and it's you it leaves a little hole in your heart you know every time you got to do something like that but uh sometimes it's necessary because people will take you down yeah if you let them uh and it's hard to do something that's for in the better interest of not just yourself but for that person like i needed to i needed to let him go because he needed that loss he needed to lose yeah to realize how bad things were getting Sometimes we do, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's crazy. But that's cool. And the other side of it being like, when I have to, I'll write a full song and then I'll bring it to other people. It's 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 changed since then. Mm-hmm. So having like another person with you as you form that idea is really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. But that's also the thing that kind of strikes me is that you like, you're one of the few that I interview, that I've interviewed that like to write with other people. Because there are a lot of songwriters out there that they don't know, not necessarily don't know how to write with other people, but they don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, it's hard for them because we are, as the creators, we're pretty controlling. Yeah, we can be, for sure. Because we know, like, I know when I write a song by myself, I can I can make it head in direction without me having to say anything to anyone. Yeah. I can get it to where a place where I want it to be where when you bring someone else in you need to be ready for them to change your direction yeah you need to know and that has to be something you've set in your mind like for me 
if I were writing a song and then like, say you just came in and sat down and said, Hey, let's write this one together. I, it would it'd destroy it. <laughs> like, I mean, it would fall apart. But if I sat down with the intention and the understanding that I've got this idea and I want your, I, w- I want Blake's touch on it and yeah. I want to see what happens from this. Yeah. Because I've had that same thing happen before. I, I'll write most of a song, take it to my band or a couple of individuals in the band and they'll start jamming on it and be like, dude, what if we, if we change this chord to this, mm-hmm. it'll set you up better for this. And then we could go into, you know, and they'll add sections and stuff like that. Yeah. And it turns it into this like really, really intricate, super cool thing that I never could have just written by myself. Yeah. And it turns it into something that whenever we're playing live, people will just kind of like look to themselves like, what the hell does that happen? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And when you can catch an audience off guard in, a, in the good, the right way, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun moment. So Yeah. That's why I like writing with people is because like you don't just have one person's opinion on it, you mm-hmm. know? And um, I mean, it's like a company. Like, I mean you don't just have one person running the entire thing. Like, I mean, you've got your accountants, you've got your salesman, you know, and like, those are two different people. They're not gonna, an accountant doesn't make a good salesman most of the time. Like, but when you bring two people together to write a song, like they bring two different aspects of that song or two different um, viewpoints and whatnot. And like, you can get three, four, five people on a song, you know, and I think it just, it makes it that much better because you shouldn't, I I don't believe you should write everything just so it can be relatable, but like it makes songs more relatable when you've got five different viewpoints on a subject and, you know, you're able to voice these opinions and stuff and somehow mold that into what could be a, a very good song, you know, and that's that's why I like writing with other people. I just I think it makes for better better storytelling and stuff because you've got different minds on it, you know. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so whenever you're writing say by yourself, how do you usually start your songs? I'm sure they start several different ways, but are you one are you someone that most of the time it starts with the guitar part? Or is it some most of the time you get a phrase in your head or even just a melody that you... I normally come up with words first. Um, it's kind of, I guess it's a melody. Um, whenever, it, it normally happens at the worst times, like if I'm at work or, you know, if I'm driving. All those are the best times. <laughs> well, <laughs> the worst times to ever pick up an instrument. Yeah, know? yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, I've I've written countless songs in my car uh, with all the driving I do. I mean, you find a way to like use that time, I guess, instead of just, you know, not using it. Um, but yeah, I um, I normally start with like, words and a melody it's normally like i'll have this phrase or something and then then i'll i'll go into a melody or whatnot i'll create that but a lot of them they start with just like from the top like uh, you know some people start with the chorus and Mm -hmm. some people start with a guitar hook and whatnot most of mine start from the very beginning like i just i try to start telling a story from whatever it is um, and I just write it down in my phone or, uh, if I'm driving, I'll, uh, you know, talk into my, my voice recorder, voice memo thing. Um, but that's normally how I do it. Just start from the very top and then see where it goes. And then when I get home or, you know, a week later when I have the time to actually sit down and kind of 
fool with it a little bit. I'll maybe move the the top of it. Maybe that needed to be the chorus, you know, or something like that. Right. That's normally how it goes for me. Yeah. That's cool. It tells a better story, I've noticed, in my own writing. If I start with the words... Yeah. It's uh, It becomes the focus. Yeah. Because that's the most important part, because it came first. And I try to bend everything else around it at that point. And that's how I wrote... One of my favorite songs to sing and play is how I did it. I, uh, I started with the words, um, but it, I think I started with the words like three years ago. <laughs> and then it just, I held on to the phrase forever. And I finally like set a melody to it. And then once I set the melody to it, I did the guitar part. And once I did that, like it was done within another couple of days. Yeah. But it was just one of those tidbits you hold on to forever. Yeah. You know, there's something there, but you can't quite get there. <laughs> I've had a few of those. Yeah. yeah. Story isn't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just can't find a way to, to quite get it all on the paper. Yeah. yeah. That's tough. That's fun, man. Um, So shoot. Do you have any part of your writing process that you feel is like weird? That you're like different than anybody else? Mm. I know it's goofy. I mean, and it's already goofy that you, you're somebody <laughs> that's totally embraced writing with others, which is, I don't find that a lot. Oh. Um, but yeah, like some people have to have, uh, well, it's not that weird. Some people got to be high. Some people got to be <laughs> drunk. Uh, some people got to be, uh, me, I'm a morning person. Okay. I'm almost always, if I write, I'm, it's usually first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I usually have, it starts on <laughs> cup of coffee number two. Okay. You know, because um, cup of coffee number one was me getting in the in the <laughs> mind frame mindset to write. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we, I got. Do you have any like uh, basically any? Oh, what is it even called like your uh, your own um, tradition? Essentially, of something you got to have. Do you have to have like? Do you have to have a di- a chew in or something like that? No, um, I don't. I don't really have anything weird um, or different. I I mean, I've written songs in the morning, I've written them at night. Um <laughs> I, I don't really I don't do do anything too uh too weird. Um Honestly, the weirdest thing is probably wanting to write with other people, I guess. Like Yeah. But no, I don't I don't need alcohol. I don't even I don't smoke weed or anything like that. And so um no. Not that stuff would probably it would i'd get off in my head if, oh, <laughs> if yeah. i was if i was you know too drunk or uh, or smoking or something like that um i like to i like to go at it just with a sober mind you know and just uh like anything else i, I kind of treat it like like a job i guess you know yeah and uh not in like a bad like i got to got to do it so i can make <laughs> the money but like i i kind of come at it from the most sobering of you know myself yeah. that i that i can and uh no i, I wish i had something weird <laughs> it'd make for a better story but oh, you're good, but man. no some people gotta have special pens <laughs> yeah i mean i've tried i've tried to write with pens i've tried to write with pen and paper and i guess here here's something kind of weird i like i prefer writing in my phone because i can type faster Really? And because yeah, because I've noticed that whenever I write with a pen and paper, 
I will lose my train of thought because it takes me so long to write out the words. And maybe mm-hmm. that's terrible that I don't have a attention span of more than like 20 seconds. Oh, dude, there it's like lightning. <clears throat> yeah. It's like when lightning strikes, you either capture it or you don't. And there is no moment like afterwards that you can <laughs> capture it. Like I, how many times have you sat down with your guitar and your phone and you were just jamming and then you said a phrase that you didn't, you were just like, that is it. That is perfect. And you happened to record it that one time. Yeah. Versus the amount of times you sat down with your guitar and you had no thoughts in your head and you rattled something off and you're like, that sounded awesome. And then you're like, what did I say? Yeah. What was that? And then like, I've, there's so many songs I've lost lyrics because, or I've given up on them later because I'm like, I couldn't recreate the perfect magic that, that, that was that one moment. Yeah. And so, I mean, you got to do it. Whatever's the fastest way for you to get that that thought out yeah and i actually sat i sit down and i type sometimes like i'll, I'll sit down and uh, like on a computer mm-hmm. oh really i'll pull out the laptop and just do like a uh, almost like a free writing okay exercise where i'll yeah, especially if i'm struggling on a piece okay and i'll be like well i want to write about this but i can't find any unique or or what i feel isn't hasn't already been said about this particular subject i don't know how to get into it yeah and so or, or it doesn't feel like an original thought yet and so i'll sit down and i'll like i'll just type out every all my thoughts about you know what it can what can happen the first time you meet someone and you have the the sparks fly or whatever yeah you know having a moment like that because there's a there's a million songs about that it's really hard to write a new a new angle (laughs) yeah on how you thought this chick was attractive and so you (laughs) approached her and tried to utter some phrase that would get her to respond to you in a positive manner yeah uh, and so it's like, I'll sit down and I'll write for like 10, 15 minutes straight and I'll just have this essay yeah. of just, just straight thought. Yeah. And then I'll just pull out of that cause I'll start finding things like little details that inspire things. And then it's kind of an interesting exercise. That's I will say very interesting. It's yeah. a lot of fun to do. Uh, cause a lot, you'll notice, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but like, I feel like I speak better off the cuff. Yeah when I'm in a conversation, like a relaxed conversation like this with someone, then I do if I'm going to sit down and try to write something that's like thought provoking or eloquent or whatever, like there's no way to do it. But when I'm talking to someone, yeah. my motivations are genuine. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually trying to like sound smart. Yeah, I'm just trying to transmit, you know, information back and forth. You're yourself. You're, yeah, you're yourself. And yeah. so it's like, and that's what I like, even with public speaking, that's what I try to do now. Because that sucks. Off the cuff, public speaking. <laughs> Off the cuff is easier. <laughs> that sounds like a panic attack for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, with the wedding stuff. I, I DJ, I MC. We play live music, classical music, all kinds of stuff for people. Yeah. But we MC. Like, I'm the guy that walks out in the center, center of the dance floor at the beginning <laughs> of the night and is like, hey, everyone, I'm Jared, and I'm going to be your DJ for the evening. So yeah. if you got any requests, let us know. Let's get on to this grand entrance, you know. <laughs> Coming up first, we got Doug and Stacy or whatever. <laughs> you know, you got to do all that stuff. And it's like, I found out real quick that if I just roll with it and find my rhythm, it's mm-hmm. all about my rhythm. It's not so much about the words because those will come. But my partner has to, he's somebody that he, he's scripted almost everything he says. Okay. If I do that, it sounds, uh, it doesn't sound genuine. When yeah. he does it, it sounds genuine. It sounds professional. It sounds great. 
I have to be that like I'm the guy that performs better, you know, whenever you just give me a solo out of nowhere and I'm like, <laughs> you know, play whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and it comes out better than if I have to sit down and plan every note I play. It's the same way with my speaking. It's way easier if I just, and it sounds better. Yeah. If I just do it. Yeah. I get that. It's a crazy that. deal. So uh, let's talk about um, your song. First of all, what is the title of the track that uh, I recorded today? That song is called Done Fighting. D-O-N-E Fighting. Um, yeah, that's going to be on the next album, or on the album I'm I'm working on right now. Do you um, have a projected date? of? Oh, I wish I did. Um, I was, I was shooting for like mid December and that was back when we started recording or when we started talking about it, I guess, which was way back in like, uh, it wasn't way back, but it was in November. Um, I thought we'd get it done in like two weekends and then we (laughs) did not even come close. Um, the second weekend I ended up taking a, a gig playing bass with a guy down in Fort Worth um, and um, didn't go to the studio like I had planned. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's probably going to come out if I, if I'm being honest and realistic and not pushing it, uh, not trying to get it out too soon. That way I can leave some room, you know, to like actually do it right. It's probably not going to come out till like February. Um, I would I would like it to come out a lot sooner just because I'm super like excited about it and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's probably gonna be looking like February. But we were aiming for the the first of the year and stuff like that. But it just keeps getting pushed back. But oh yeah, if anybody in my band hears this, like we started talking about our five song EP to release with my group. Yeah, we started recording it in November of 2018 <laughs> and we had all that part done but I wasn't like I couldn't get the vocals to sound how I wanted them to sound so I I went with a friend of mine to try to do a new capture on the vocals mm-hmm. and uh like here I am at the end of November a year later still not done still not done dang so it either has to be like this is either going to be the most epic thing that's ever been released <laughs> or I just wasted so much time. <laughs> but like but that's why like when you told me you released your EP and mm-hmm. you were like and you were you're like you'd say it like uh, I released it it's it's a thing yeah. it's out there you have to. Yeah. Or else you wind up in situations like what guys like me are in like I, I'm it's still not out there and yeah. people don't know. They you know right. they don't know you. Yeah. And they want to hear you. You know, and uh, they want to follow your journey. They they understand and they're going to love you, you know, yeah. especially seeing you live. And then at least they can hear you, yeah. you know, in some form, if, even if it's not the your your absolute best take or whatever, or you didn't quite get it the way you wanted it. Like, they still want to hear that shit. They just, yeah, they want to support you. Right. Yeah. Um, with that EP, it, but I got to be honest, when I put it out, I was thinking, oh man, this is the bee's knees. Like, I mean, I I wasn't disappointed at all. And then, (laughs) you know, (laughs) months later after like, your ear kind of starts fine tuning itself. And I mean, I've been playing music 
most of my life. So, I mean, I've got a pretty good ear for music, but like this last year, I mean, been playing music, like I've been playing music like Mm -hmm. all the time and listening to not just like the radio, not just the Turnpike Troubadours, you know, like not just like these top notch guys, you know, like I've been listening to dudes who not many people know, you know, like we're kind of all on the same little playing field down here. And there's some of these guys that have songs that blow mine out of the water. And like, that's when I realized, oh crap, like maybe my EP is not as good as I thought it was, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Cause there's some of these guys that, I mean, if, I mean, if we both go out and play or something like that, no, there's not going to be any more people there to see them than there are me, but their, their album or whatever, like, you know, sounds so much better. So I, I was kind of, I toyed with the EP a, a long time. I bet I spent like, I say a long time, you, you spent it over a year <laughs> now. Um, but I did it, I did it in, at my home. Um, I did it on GarageBand of all things. And I played all the instruments and I put the, I used the drum tracks on the garage oh, band. Yeah. yeah. So I had like, you know, Steve from whatever, you know, they got <laughs> these little fake bios on garage band. Uh, but Steve was playing drums for me. You and, should put them in your band, like yeah. on, the, on your website. Like <laughs> one of those, like uh, those just logo pictures, like those, you know, broad <laughs> male pictures. Um, but yeah, I, I did it all. And like, I I was the you know quote unquote producer and and all of that and uh, it was a pain in the butt like that was one of the hardest things I've ever done and um, I, but I got everything and it's still it's not terrible like I mean no it, I'm sure it's, it's yeah you know it's okay but it's definitely not major league like it's you know maybe like single a if <laughs> if anything i'm on the farm team <laughs> yeah maybe like uh, they're gonna pick me up soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe like division two baseball or something in college it may not even be minor leagues yet but <laughs> it's uh yeah but i just that's the thought i had though what you said like people aren't gonna know about you if you don't put it out there like no one's no one's going to care. Like, I mean, who are you anyway? You know, like that's how I felt. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I I put it out there and like, yeah, it's not, no one's, it's not blowing up to say the least, you know, (laughs) there's, there's nothing on there that everyone's like freaking out about, but it has definitely helped me at least produce this, uh, this fake or false image that like, (laughs) you know, I've actually got something out there because it's, it's funny, like how people start treating you more seriously when you have content, like, and not just musicians, but like people I went to school with, like they're, you know, they'll actually come out and watch me play now because like, Oh, he's on Spotify. He's on iTunes. Like it sounds super legit, you know. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like he man. put himself out there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, in a way, it is. And I mean, it, it's cool. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, I just as as they say, I just sent it. You know, I just yeah. just sent it and just saw what it would do. But this album, I'm actually like going to a studio, and it's it's a 
fantastic studio. It's good quality. Like uh, the equipment is great. Producers great. Like, and this album's gonna be as far as quality goes, and I think as far as content goes, just because I've been able to write more and kind of develop more. I think it's gonna do a lot better than the EP could have ever done. Right. Yeah. Well, I certainly loved uh, recording "Done Fighting" today. And that song is uh, is powerful. Thank you. You want to talk a little bit about that one? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as a lot of people know, but um, kind of in a a weird place right now with marriage and such. Um, but I just I wrote that song just. Based off of what I feel, that's one of those ninety percent songs that uh, mm-hmm. that are written off of life events and such. Um, but every word in that song is is coming from the heart. I mean, it's just you know, when you love somebody, you want to be with them, but it seems like you can't. Not you, not individually yourself, but like as as two people, like you just can't do nothing but fight. You know. Like that's kind of, that's where that song's coming from is like, you know, you drive me up the wall, but I still like, I love you. I want to be with you. Like I I want nothing more, but it just seems like that's all we ever do, you know? And, um, yeah, I just, I actually, I wrote that song after a fight. I, I was literally in my car and I, I drove off, went downtown Tulsa and I just, I was driving around and I parked right out by the Mercury Lounge and I was just sitting out there and I started writing that song um, and there's a piece in it where I talk about, you know, I I drive off to the sound of you calling my name and stuff and like, I mean, the song, it's, it's tough and I mean, everyone's going to have their own take on it, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, as far as family goes and stuff. Um but yeah, that song, it's it's really tough. Um, I actually, I didn't think it was that great. Like, for me, that was one of those therapy songs. That was one that I just wrote because, like, I didn't know what else to do in that moment. Um, but I've played that out a couple of times, and um, everyone seems to kind of shut up and listen when that song starts playing. So um, it, it's... It's pretty cool, and I, I hope it can just, you know, if it doesn't ever fix anything between me and my wife, I hope that it can at least help other people, you know, see right. um, just how devastating that can be and how unhealthy it can be, you know, because um, there's nothing worse than two people who love each other that just can't seem to get it right, you know. I mean, that's like, that's the worst fear i think about love is you fall into it and then next thing you know you're not with that somebody you know yeah. that really sucks so yeah that's a phone's going off during this <laughs> <all good>. deep <laughs> conversation as it does yeah. it usually happens but um but yeah i just wrote it because that's how I was feeling at the time. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, well, I absolutely love the song. And 
everybody who hears it here is gonna i mean i can't imagine someone not feeling something listening to that yeah anytime you put your i mean you put your heart into it you put something real into it and that's what i love being able to to show on here is the the power that i don't know the power of real emotion and real songwriters people that are out here yeah in oklahoma it's like this stuff's here yeah there's some mega talent here and i certainly respect what you do and i i want all i want awesome things for you i'm excited to see where you go from here man um thank you so in that spirit Tell people how they can best keep up with Blake Allen Lillard. Well, um, I do Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, of course, like Spotify and iTunes and all that. Um, I've got a website, BlakeAllenLillard.com, and um, that's A-L-L-E-N. And then um, I put all my shows on there, so mm-hmm. like... Um, Anytime I've got something coming up and I'm always updating it. That's like, that's my calendar. I don't, you know, put it in my phone or anything. I just use that. That way I know. So it's always up to date with, uh, shows and, um, yeah, I, I do my best to keep up with social media as much as possible. I've never been great at it, but, um, I try to, you know, post stories and whatnot and show them where I'm at and where I'll be and such and, yeah, just the normal normal stuff. And then every now and then, you know, I'm on a local radio station or something like that. But the best way is just to follow me on those platforms. And, you know, I'm always updating YouTube as well. Um, I'm actually going to start doing like a weekly or maybe like two times a week where I post a song. Um, oh, nice. Not necessarily an original, but just covers and stuff. Um, now that I'll have a little bit of more free time without the full-time job. Um, and so YouTube as well. Just I think that channel is just Blake Allen Lillard or something like that. I mean, it's basically if you type Blake Allen Lillard into Google. Yeah, and, hopefully all this stuff should pop up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it'll be there. I've done it plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always searching what, for myself. Yeah, what's going on with him today? <laughs> Try plan out my day. Let's see what the internet tells me I'm doing. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, I can't thank you enough for doing this and being on the show. And um, you guys stick around and check out Done Fighting and be on the lookout. Hopefully, we'll get an album out of this guy in February. But <laughs> yeah, uh, if he's anything like me, <laughs> which hopefully he's not, uh, you'll see it in the summer. Uh, but yeah, you guys follow him. Uh, And thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And we really hope you enjoy this song. I know you will. And um, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Sometimes you just push me till I got nowhere to go. Them bloody knuckles and broke sheet rock is all I have to show. And that don't change a thing, it only fuels the flame. And then I hop in my car and drive away. 
to the sound of you calling my name How long we gonna keep this up? How far do you think this goes? Cause I'm tired of sounding like a broke damn record Bear the same line is all I know Tell me when's the fighting in and when's the good times begin Oh honey, I love you But I don't love what you put me through This tank of gas will take me far But I'll always come back After cooling off, I always lie Saying it ain't that bad Make up and we're done But just like the sun it sets And then rises back up again Neither one of us giving in How long we gonna keep this up? How far do you think this goes? Cause I'm tired of sounding like a broke damn record Where the same line is all I know Tell me when's the fighting in When's the good times begin Oh honey, I love you But I don't love what you put me through You're probably wondering what I'm doing And where I am right now Well if I had half a brain You know I'd pack my things and head out of town How long we gonna keep this up? How far do you think this goes? Cause I'm tired of sounding like a broke down record Where the same line is all I know and Tell me when's the fighting in And when's the good times begin? Oh honey, I love you But I don't love what you put me through How long we gonna keep this up? How far do you think this goes? Cause I'm tired of sounding like a broke damn record Where the same line is all I know Tell me when's the fighting in And when's the good times begin Oh honey I love you But I don't love what you put me through Well I'm done fighting how about I'm done fighting how about you